They say 20,000 fans in the stands tonight. Mark, we'd have to guess that maybe 10,000 were wearing yeah. BYU blue out there. Pretty close to it. It now, was like the bowl game. I know Kalani is more focused on the field than who's watching the game in the stands, but uh, I'm sure you got the sense out there tonight, Kalani, that you had a lot of people behind you. Oh, yeah, you, you could you could tell. And our, our players um, were talking about it in the, in the locker room, you know, just how impressed they were with all our fans that were here. And you could hear them through the game, you know, and so... Um, I said it before, but I, our team feeds off of our fans, and, and uh, it was really nice to have a, a home field away, you know, and, and uh, just nice to get that win. Well, Kalani Satake joining us now here from Sam Boyd Stadium, and it is your first away win of the year. And uh, whether you get them home or away, just, just win, of course, but it's really nice to be away from home, out of state, and play the way you guys did in front of so many fans who came to watch you play tonight. Yeah, and just really uh, just extremely happy and proud of our players and, uh, and our coaches, you know, for getting this win. and. Uh, they worked extremely hard for it, and, and um, you know, it just heals a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, injuries right now by winning. So, uh, hopefully, I mean, you know, literally and figuratively. I mean, we just have the um, team that's just got a lot of spark in them right now. Looking forward to the next week. The team uh, talking about the offense did get into a rhythm tonight. They uh, kept those drives alive. You weren't terrific on third down conversions, but you didn't have a whole lot of third downs to work with. Yeah, I, I noticed on the stat sheet that third down conversions weren't good for both sides. You know, defensively, we'd like to keep them around 30% or so and, and just gave up too many yards on, on defense. And offensively, we just uh, put ourselves in the hole and didn't couldn't convert uh, a few times, you know, and um, just can't keep going for it on fourth down. But uh, I'd like to get it, when we're third and manageable, we'd like to get those, those uh, first down conversions. Squally Canada rushes for 213 yards, ninth best single-game mark in BYU football history. Last two games, he's been really, really good. And Joe Critchlow is the beneficiary as he wins his first-ever start, joining Ty Detmer, Taysom Hill, and Tanner Mangum as the only freshman to win their first starts. Perhaps you could give us your thoughts on both Squally's performance and how Joe did in his first start at quarterback. Well, we knew going into the season that we had something special with Squally. You know, I think the main issues have been um, just his health and, and uh, just getting some consistency with him practicing and getting bulk of the reps and being the guy. And so I've been really proud of him and, and uh, this is work ethic and the ability to just stick with it, you know, and um, even last week he wasn't as healthy as he is now. So I feel like he's he ran the ball with a lot more aggression uh, tonight, and I was really proud of him. And the O-line gets a lot of credit for the way they blocked and opened up holes for him. And tight ends and receivers did a good job blocking downfield. And uh, Joe Critchlow, <clears throat> as a true freshman, just showed a lot of poise. I think sometimes you just have to give guys a chance and let them roll, you know. I, um, I, I was really proud of him. I, I was really impressed with his composure and his poise on the field. And whether he uh, was, you know, would buy time with using his legs and uh, against a zero pressure, you know, or, or whether he would just use the pocket and his presence in the pocket or just make the right checks to the line of scrimmage for the run game. I, I thought he did a good job. Now, it wasn't perfect. There's some issues that he probably pulled and threw the ball when he should have handed it off and on third and two. I just remember specifically that he should have handed that one off instead he threw the bubble a little high, you know. But, yeah. um, but I, he wasn't perfect, but he was really... Uh, composed and uh, showed true leadership on the field well he didn't make a painful mistake that's that was the good thing you know and uh, so and then all the other parts he did quite well yeah and he protected the football I think even in his throws he, he put it in, in spots where 
um, you know, where only our guy could catch it. And if he did, um, you know, it was close to being out of bounds. But it just he protected the football and protected our, our, our turnovers, you know. So um, just really, I was really pleased with him. He took easy throws when they were there, mm-hmm. didn't force a lot of things downfield and, and uh, made a few um, bad throws. But the throws were bad, were good enough where they didn't didn't hurt us and didn't get picked. No turnovers for BYU, no giveaways, and you win a lot of games with zero turnovers, and you end up plus two, a pick early in the game, and then a pick to seal it late as well, plus 23 yards in average starting field position as well. Your average starting field position was your own 41. UNLV's was its own 18. When you're at plus 23, you're not losing that football game generally. One more thing before the break. How important was it to you to have your guys go into the halftime locker room leading 14-7 to with 11 making that great play on a really nice ball from Joe right before halftime? Well, I think it's huge, especially because uh, you named that statistic that keeps us undefeated when we go in with the lead at halftime. But um, also just getting that momentum, you know, and, and uh, knowing that we were going to get the ball in the second half. And just uh, our guys just felt good about um, their effort and everything that was going well. It was easy to make corrections when you're, when you're ahead. And, um, you know, I'm just glad that these guys stuck with it and were able to win the game in the second half as well. An interesting turn of events happened in that uh, just before that pass to Hifo. Uh, there was the review that took quite a while, and everybody talked it over. You guys came out to run a play and then took time out. And then uh, came out to run a play, and just before the snap, UNLV calls time out. You went ahead and ran the play as if it were going to happen. That, tell me what you were thinking in all of those experiences. Well, um, things just kind of went went our way for once, <laughs> you know. Where um, we ran a play, and I had no idea that the, that they took a timeout. I think we ran a full play and yeah. even completed the ball, you know. So I, it was nice that they called timeout, and gave us a, a, some extra time. But yeah. um, just just glad that Aleva made those plays. Our, our receivers made some really good plays and had some good routes out there. And you know, Matt Bushman ran some good routes, and our guys just just overall played a good game on offense. And I was really proud of them. We'll take a break. We'll come back and get Kalani's closing comments before he heads on the bus and they get on an airplane to head back home tonight. BYU 31, UNLV 21 is our final. BYU now 9-0 against UNLV here in Las Vegas. They kept it going tonight. We're talking about it with the coach after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU 31, UNLV 21 tonight's final here at Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, As I mentioned with Kalani during our coaches show this past week at uh, BYU TV, uh, there was a time we would call this stadium Lavelle Edwards Stadium South because of how many times BYU played down here and how well they would play down here. And Kalani, there was kind of that vibe again tonight. And I hope the fans who uh, are maybe listening to us driving home tonight, uh, hearing us on the radio, uh, know how much of an impact they had on, on, on you guys and, and the way you guys played tonight. Oh, definitely. And, and I can tell you that um, our fans have so much power. You know, they, they, they uh, give us, through their passion and their energy, it, it, it helps the team. I mean, I remember these moments just like the Cincinnati game last year, you know, where you just it's so impressive to see all our fans there. And, and uh, it was just really nice, a good sight to see for our players. And they, they really fed, fed off of that and uh, they enjoyed the game. I mean, it was really loud for our, for our, on our side and um, just, just very thankful for our fans and um, just hope that they know how much we appreciate it as a team. And, uh, and our, I just want to echo the second sentiment of our players, how how impressed they were and how they just love our fans and just love playing for them. Yeah, it was cool to have everybody there. It was nice. 
Coach, you, you made more than two decisions tonight, but there's two decisions that uh, I am going to ask you about. Uh, hopefully you can remember both of them. But uh, one was the fourth and one, and you ran the quarterback sneak with Critchlow. And in that drive, you know, it was okay field position, but in that drive you ended up getting a touchdown out of that, which was a pretty big deal. Yeah, and I think everybody was telling me to punt it because that's, that was the right thing to do and pin them deep mm-hmm. on that. But um, I don't know, maybe it was being in Vegas and not being able to gamble and just uh, <laughs> doing it on the field. I, I remember saying one time at the Blue Bash that I uh, we can't gamble, but we like gambling on the field. And I thought that wasn't that bad of a gamble. You know, yeah. we have a, a strong old line. The interior three are all seniors and, and re- return starters. And, um, you know, the key was whether Joe could get through on that on that quarterback sneak but i thought he did a great job with it and um yeah it just didn't seem like that big of a gamble when we took it now if it failed then i would be yeah. an idiot right now <laughs> now the other choice was uh, when you chose to go ahead and go for it uh, or at least throw a pass into the end zone on a fourth down play where you were probably in pretty good field goal position ahead by 10 points at the time yeah just uh just thinking about being ahead 10 and if the risk of kicking a field goal and having it go against us, especially if yeah. they know that we're trying to kick a field goal, if they get a block or something just like that. Maybe I'm too negative, but just thinking how it could really hurt us. But um, also thinking that if we could, uh, whatever the play is, if we could throw or run and protect uh, the, the the ball, you know, that if we did, if we failed at it, um, we could at least have them pinned up. And I think they were around the 10 or 11 yard line. And just really felt good about our our opportunity as a defense to make them get get all that that mm-hmm. space and try to keep them from scoring. I, I really felt confident that our, our guys could do it. And uh, if we go up, if we kick a field goal, we go up by um, two scores, but it's just two touchdowns. That yeah. you know, I just didn't think that it was really um, worth it, and we're not worth the risk if we kick the field goal and have something go bad. I mean, with a snap, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. And, um, you know, I don't know if the throw was actually what I w- would have wanted. I'd rather them th- run the ball, but I thought Joe was protecting the ball and put it in a place where only Mike could catch it or it was incomplete. And so just thankful that our quarterback didn't um, didn't get too selfish and understood what we were trying to do with, with the game. Now, I'll tell you one other thing you might consider in that situation is if you're up by 10, they kick a field goal and tie. When you're up by 13, they have to go for a second touchdown and you can lose. So, you know, when they if, if it were to be a touchdown and a field goal, they tie it and you go overtime. But if you're ahead by 13, then they have to go for two touchdowns, which you could end up losing. So I thought that was an interesting thought to throw out. Yeah, but, I mean, just them being pinned back on the 10-yard yeah, sure. yeah. line, I just thought 90 yards for them to go. And, and then if they were to get an onside kick is what they would have to because they had no timeouts at all. and. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a long shot. Yeah, and just trying to just trying to really protect what we were doing, and, and also looking at, you know, we missed the field goal earlier, especially from from that hash, and so I uh, just thought that is probably the, you know, for us. And offense wanted to go for it, so why not give it a shot? Give it a shot. Before the game, you told us that uh, Bo wasn't cleared to go. Hodge, that is, uh, and and of course you'll be riding. Are you going to ride Joe the rest of the way here? Does Bo make it back, or is pretty much Joe your guy to, for the end of the season here? Well, I mean, we're still evaluating Bo, but I, I it, you know, it didn't look good for the game uh, tonight, and I'm not sure how it's going to look. I'll probably have more uh, more on it on Monday, and um, 
But uh, we feel good about where Joe's going right now, yeah. and got to keep the momentum. And but um, we're more concerned with with Bo's health and seeing if he can be 100. percent I just don't know if he'll be 100 percent by next week. Right. And then uh, on top of that, it didn't seem like much happened in the game that was negative from an injury standpoint during the game tonight. Uh, are we pretty clean? Yeah. Thank goodness. I mean, yeah. well, it didn't it, we didn't have to um, stop the game to get somebody to come off the field? But we had some, you know, some uh, a few banged up guys but nothing that was um out of the ordinary for well for us it was just nice to have guys that just banged up and not um, injured well it's one more extra day uh with playing next saturday you'll be back home it's senior day so for a lot of guys that'll be it in provo and you are playing for seniors right now and then hopefully you can keep this thing rolling as you come back home and get some fans at at lavelle Edwards stadium to support your seniors on their final day against umass next week definitely and and guys like fred warner four-year starter tijon caroma a lot of these seniors that uh, love their fans and love the opportunity to wear the Y and to represent BYU, they're, they're looking forward to this game. It'll be a, a game at one, 1 in the afternoon, so looking forward to seeing all our fans there for the last time, you know, at, at home in Lavelle Edwards Stadium in 2017, and, and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody and, and putting on a good show. Well, it was a nice way to start this, this stretch run, knowing you want to win it out, win out. and uh, congratulations for this evening. We'll see you back in town, and uh, safe travels. Thanks, guys. Go Cougs. Yep, good job. Thanks, Kalani.